0: Hello, and welcome to another edition of No Lights Paranormal Podcast, where three nerdy paranormal investigators sit down and discuss spooky stories from the web. My name is Joe, I'm the lead investigator.
1: My name is Teresa, I am the historian.
0: And I am your tech wizard, Alex. going simple this week, okay. Short and sweet. (laughs) I got you. All right, tiredness, I get it. Mm -hmm. Uh, So yeah, let's jump into the announcements, because this week's a big week.
1: Yes, this is a huge week, actually. So this week, we plan on recording the podcast um, on-site um, at, a, at a haunted location in Wadsworth, which uh, we will announce that when the time comes, I promise. Uh, for now, we don't want to because we don't want it crowded because, you know, we're going to have to be doing a podcast there. It can't be super right, noisy. Right. Um,
2: I would say that by the time that we post this episode, we'll we know, should yeah, uh, yeah. know yeah. for yeah, sure. Yeah, we'll be
1: able to say, hey, blah. Uh, so we are actually working hand-in-hand uh, hand with the City of Wadsworth Historical Society And we are planning to do a um, haunted history walk of the four corners of downtown Wadsworth. There are several buildings that have been picked out to emphasize the history and the activity uh, paranormal-wise around the square. So we're going to be doing that uh, this Saturday, the 30th, for National Ghost Hunting Day. I'll be uh, leading one tour at 6 p.m. and then another tour at 8 p.m. Spot's
0: filling up fast, folks. Take them while you can.
1: It's getting crazy, I'll be honest with you. i got the list in front of me right here, actually. And, uh, yeah, yeah, we actually had to extend it quite a bit to fit all the people who wanted to come. So 8 o'clock is filling up ridiculous fast. 6 o'clock is still a little shy, but we've got a healthy crowd. So uh, I think it's going to be fabulous. Um, so the proceeds for this are going to be going to actually help the Wadsworth Historical Society in their mission to preserve uh, history in Wadsworth and and help keep, you know, Wadsworth sort of beautiful, beautiful, awesome place that it is. You know, I mean, I grew up there. I, I have to love it. Yeah. Whenever you say beautiful, you got to say it like
0: Jim Carrey. Be- be-
1: beautiful. <laughs> I love that. That's fabulous. I agree with him wholeheartedly. So um, yeah, that's going to be a, a very fun thing that's going on, and of course national ghost hunt day i highly highly recommend that everybody go get yourselves into something on saturday whether it be a history tour a haunted tour a haunted history tour or if you and your friends are just going out and you know renting one of these beautiful places like a sanatorium or a prison or something like that go in investigate have fun
0: and please be careful
1: yes don't go into anything that's abandoned and make sure you have permission very important and protection yes that too um, so, that is pretty much it for announcements. Oh, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm a lion sack of crap. Um, so, that is <laughs> Yeah, right? So, it will actually be... And another podcast will, um, will release prior to this, and I will tell you more about it um, next week. But um, it's going to actually be uh, Friday, October 13th and 14th. We will be... Uh, back at it with our buddies over at the Lodi Harrisville Masonic Lodge for uh, a ghost walk that they are putting together and they have asked that we go and um, Marty whom is the secretary of the Lodge
0: Marty the Mason
1: marty the mason that's the one um (laughs) him and i him and i work so incredibly well together and we bounce off each other like like craziness it's it's honestly kind of fabulous so i am super super looking forward to doing that it's going to be so much fun to hang out with the guys and and tell some spooky stories so i'm super excited but more information on that will come next week uh when i know more um yeah
0: (laughs) When we're able to talk about it, we will. When I when
1: I know what the hell I'm talking about, I'll oh, let you know.
0: That was new news to me. Yeah, <laughs> so. see?
1: See, I have a few tricks up my sleeve here and there. We're I full
2: al- of shenanigans. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: We are also going to have um, a- amazing true story writer uh, Mike Berg on the podcast for our live show this coming weekend. Uh, he is the author of several really interesting books. And one of them is Wadsworth Area Homicides and Deaths of Suspicious Nature between 1824 and 2020. So I am super excited to sit down and chitty chat with him and pick his brain a little bit. Um, and he is actually getting ready to release a brand new book. So, so
2: I guess we'll have to load up on some questions. Yes. Pick like his brain a little bit.
1: So that episode not only will be um, you know going on as we're doing... The Haunted History Tour, but it will also be introducing Mike's brand new book. So, super, super excited.
2: Yes, so, uh, as was very recently discussed on my porch, say, about five minutes ago, we will not be releasing... North Dakota next yeah. week. We will instead just be posting the live podcast yes. next Indeed. week. Indeed. So for those of you who
0: can't hear it on a live platform, be at work or you just don't have it, we will be releasing it so you guys can hear it.
1: Yes, everybody will get an app. It'll be up. So even if you don't get to listen live, you'll still get to hear it.
2: It'll be up on the same Tuesday.
1: Yep. Exactly. And then North Dakota will be the, I said that funny, Dakota. Dakota. You said it
2: like you're from Dakota. Oh my God. You sound like that chick from... Fargo. Project Fear. Oh
1: Chelsea from Project Fear talking about her brother Dakota. going to Dakota. I love them so much, but I, I can't Fargo. like the way that she says Dakota. It, it, I'm like, what, who the fuck is Dakota? It's
0: Dakota.
2: All right.
1: Yeah. I love her, Chelsea. I love you.
2: I think we've made the point there. Dakota,
1: we love you too. And Alex, we love you too. And and I can't remember the other one's name. Help me out here. Joe. No, not you. <laughs> yeah, they, we both have an Alex. I love it. Uh, anyway, point to the story is... Tanner. Tanner, I'm so sorry. Tanner, I love you too.
2: I didn't forget you.
1: Yeah, he did. It took him a minute. He might have even Googled it, I'll be honest. I knew the whole
2: time. I just wanted to watch you struggle.
1: Oh, see?
2: Struggle bus is real. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. And Tanner, you're one of my faves. You're so sweet. So, yeah, I'm so sorry I forgot your name. Anyway, it's really late and I worked all week. So, yeah. So... Anyway, <laughs> moving on. We are on which state are we on? How, what number is this? We're number.
2: Oh, z- state no- Like, so the episodes are all numbered. Yeah, like how many? How many, I don't know how many states we've done? So we've
1: done a couple it's of states so minute. far. But right at the moment, we are on Mississippi, which is is honestly just a really cool state. Um, uh, before we do get started, though,
2: before we get started, one thing that I wanted to talk about, the one thing that I do want to throw out is we don't generally pick ever, like, the most popular places. No. But I would like to give a shout out to, what was it, McRaven Manor? Oh, I did see that one, yeah.
1: Yeah, that one seems scary as heck.
2: Oh, yeah. I, I think what we'd like to do is just give a shout-out to, like, one of the bigger ones. No, like that's a yeah. like, good idea. That's a good like, idea. Like, yeah. I'm not hating on them. Just right. Everybody knows about, you know, when Ghost Adventures or Ghost Hunters or any of these TV shows go, everybody knows who you are anyway. Listen. You don't need little old us. We're all three rogues here, so we like to do things different than
0: the normal. So yeah that we were just going with what is going on i have no idea there's silent communication going so, on over.
1: so alex's uh-huh. crazy doberman has decided mm-hmm. to pick one small spot on the side of my shirt to stick her nose and incessantly sniff me as if there's like food or something on my shirt which there's not um and and she just just refuses it's to fine. stop say hello it's, ren it's, it's a her thing Pretty, it's pretty weird. Which she's I can
0: hear Matt laughing right now. Yes, that. yes.
1: She's insane.
0: But yeah, going on what we were saying. It, and she's
1: ooh. getting my shirt all wet with her nose. Really we fierce. try to
0: pick stories that are like not big, well-known. We try to go with the little outliers of it. Um, but yeah, no, I did read this one of the mansion, and you're right. It's like, holy crap. Mm. It's like, I wanted to do it so bad, but I couldn't pick it. It just wouldn't let me do it.
2: Well, I mean, for me, it's just the fact that everybody else has already done it. You know what I right, mean? Right, 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 right. <laughs> Yeah, and there are so, so many little places that like, right,
0: that nobody either knows about, nobody's ever investigated. So like with the, the the restaurant that I did a couple weeks ago, like it, it's it's known, but nobody's ever it's not like been on TV or anything like that. And those are the right. of places I like. Same way I like my bars. <laughs> I mean,
2: let's face it. Everybody's already heard about the Winchester Mansion and right. Waverly right. Hills. Like, I don't need to come on my podcast and talk about you. You know, if you're into the paranormal, you have heard every story there is to tell about that,
1: which I will say, though, Waverly, I love you. I miss you. I will be back.
0: We do take sponsors. (laughs) Um, But yeah, no. So uh, yeah, no, my story, this this one, it's kind of. I guess you say famous, but more like folklore famous. I feel, been like, on folklore I feel like
2: pick. you went the route that I would usually take with this one. So yeah, it, it's it's interesting.
0: And it actually ties into history. So, um, yeah, but I'm not going first this time. <laughs> I'm actually going last. It's a great feeling. So,
2: so yeah, just so you guys you folks know, uh, the <laughs> only thing that we know about each other's stories is what place we're doing, so we mm-hmm. don't accidentally do the same place. Yeah, yeah. which yeah. would be funny,
1: I have to say like that would be humor
0: actually hold on before we start into it let me bring this up and this is just to the group here what if we did the same story and saw what each other could get out of it because we all have different styles of
1: we do all have i, I focus about very things. heavy on yes. history you you seem to focus very heavy on the stories of the people involved yes and you focus very heavy on the aftermath the haunting and where are we now kind of thing.
0: Yeah, so it'd be interesting to just pick one story. Maybe like a, a famous story, like a, a Waverly one. or something like that. Or even this mansion. It's cool. and
2: maybe we'll try that yeah. one week. Uh, yes, after the states, yeah. Let's put that on the table. Yeah. Um, also, idea. we did discuss, uh, Joe and I did, I think there's going to be certain holidays where we just take breaks mm-hmm. from states. Uh, like Halloween will be coming up. Yeah, and yeah. I would just like to do, let's do the creepiest fucking stories we can find. Yeah. Serial
1: killers, man.
2: Um, You know, when yeah. Christmas comes up, let's do some, like, Christmas paranormal yeah. shit. Christmas fairies. I love it. No, I, I have actually have a
0: personal story about that one, so I can share that. But, I, yeah. I
1: think it's a phenomenal idea. Yeah.
0: So... Okay. nevertheless anyway, back on to mississippi and let's get into it
1: so i have decided to do uh cahill mansion which is also called the gregory house it is in gulfport mississippi been there Mm-hmm. beautiful beautiful place um so i am actually basing my story off of two very good stories that were already written by other folks whom um, I absolutely love the writing and there's no possible way I could have done any better. So rather than try and fail, I'm just going with it here. So the first one is from Ms. Folklore at wordpress.com. And it is written by a woman by the name of Trista Herring Bauman. Uh, and she wrote all about it. So um, what she writes here is uh, in an area known historically as Hansborough overlooking Bayou Bernard, Once sat, mind you, it is not there anymore, a white three-story house facing a circular drive called Cahill Mansion, built in 1915 by William Stewart. Although it was ordinary in appearance, many claimed that the house was haunted. From 1915 to 1941, various families inhabited the home. The Air Force leased the house in 1941, and it was used for non-commissioned officers' club. An unscrupulous sergeant ran the establishment and brought in gambling and prostitutes until his superiors caught on. Uh, If you grew up in Gulfport's bayou, view neighborhood in the 50s or 60s, chances are you've heard of this house. In 1957, Dr. Kendall Gregory and his wife Ginny moved to the home along with multiple children. Mr. and Mrs. Gregory did not take their children's account of haunting in the house seriously until they experienced themselves. And I'm going to tell you a little bit about some of these hauntings, and some of this shit is some crazy stuff. Crazy shit.
0: That's crazy.
1: Yeah, you don't even know. It's, it's <laughs> fucked up, dude. <laughs> Listen, we've done a lot of crazy.
2: Right. It's crazy. Right.
1: So, uh, in a 1981 article in the Sun-Herald, Jenny, the wife, was quoted saying, my first feeling upon moving here was simply one of not being alone. <clears throat> um... But mind you, so, they houses. had lived. They had lived in the house for a good long while prior to her giving that interview.
2: So houses, just like women, come with red flags. Facts. If and feels this, wrong. Don't do it.
1: This one has some red flags. That's for damn sure. No comment. <laughs> um, strange noises, such as grating sounds and screams, often prompted Mrs. Gregory to wear earplugs ear to muffle the terrible sounds. Other unnerving things happened to the Gregory family, like mysterious cold spot spots, glowing figures, falling light fixtures, rooms that could not be painted, and unexplained footsteps in the night. Perhaps the most shivery tale of the old mansion occurred on November 22nd of 1963, the day that President John F. Kennedy was assassinated. Blood, which was later determined to, if in fact, be human blood, Dripped from the draperies and was smeared all over the house's windows.
0: On the day that Kennedy was
1: on the day that Kennedy was assassinated,
2: and if I and remember the correctly, gentleman, it was like R H positive or something like that. Doctor
1: Doctor Kendall Gregory, whom whom owned the house, <laughs> him and his wife, um, again a doctor. He actually tested the blood and it it came up as the same exact blood type as John F Kennedy's blood.
0: That's weird, isn't it? Though that's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy.
1: And this crazy. is a super, super true story. It's been uh, counted in, in numerous articles of press from the day and things like this. is It is super real. Um, so anyway, um, another story tells of one of the Gregory children uh, coming in from school, and he tosses his jacket onto the bed, and then his jacket bursts into flames. Mm.
0: oh
1: apparently he didn't hang it up the right way you know Uh, the Gregorys very soon consider bulldozing the house and subdividing the property. Locals who knew the house's history went seeking their own spooky experiences Uh, trespassers unfortunately vandalized the property Um, but the story doesn't end here. In a rather bizarre event in late 1969 a Baptist minister who claimed to have psychic powers conducted a seance inside of the home Dr. David Bubar of Tennessee said he spoke with the spirit of a girl who had been forced into prostitution. The young girl's name was Flossie, he said. Bubar also said that she was forced to have an abortion and was later murdered. Witnesses heard Bubar say in a strange voice, apparently channeling Flossie's spirit, he shot me. I'm sick. I'm corroded. My body is full of holes. During the seance, Bubar mentioned other spirits from the World War II era. A report from the Daily Herald was in attendance and witnessed a reporter from the Daily Herald was in attendance and witnessed a table move several feet across the room, moving according to instructed directions. Bubar predicted that the house would burn, and burn it did. On July 18th of 1970, firefighters attempted to put out a blaze at 10 Kimball Drive, but they were unsuccessful. According to the Daily Herald, the flames originated on the house's second story, where another séance had taken place just the evening before. When Bubar was told of the fire, he said he was delighted that the place burned down. He said it would be free; it would free the poor, unfortunate entities trapped there. Uh, fast forward. Five years and Bubar was found guilty on four federal charges connected with the fire that destroyed a rubber products plant where he had once worked in Connecticut that he had also predicted would be flattened in an explosion. Uh, the charred remains of the, of the mansion were torn down in hopes that it would release the spirits trapped there um, and in 1989 a new house was built on the property and there is no word yet on if it is haunted. So super interesting shit there so going into actual manifestations that have taken place at the house and some of this shit some of this shit is special so i am now on uh one of my very favorite sites on planet earth it is hauntedhouses.com and it has a, a whole page dedicated to gregory house so happenings in the master bedroom On a cold November night, Mister Gregory had awakened from a sound sleep by a loud moan coming from between the dresser and the bed. When he turned on the light, no one was there. While this loud moan woke up the boys in the next bedroom over, Missus Gregory slept right through the whole thing. (laughs) However, this sounds like me. (laughs) This ghost clearly believed in equal treatment of the living, uh, because the very next evening. Mrs. Gregory, um, pretty much on cue, heard an indescribable bubbly moan, a horrible, hideous sound as if someone was in unbearable agony, she said, that lasted for almost 15 solid seconds. She was sitting at the desk in her bedroom trying to describe the moan that her husband had reported the night before when this one was audible. Uh, Later that evening, she heard footsteps through the length of an enclosed porch, again, No one was there. Uh, Their bedroom ghost must have taken a liking to Miss Gregory because he appeared to her in the middle of the night. She awakened to see an apparition of a big man standing at the foot of the bed, floating two feet off the floor. He was wearing a brown plaid sport coat, dark brown pants, and a white shirt. She couldn't see his face, but he had his chin in the palm of his right hand, and his left hand was under his right elbow, and he just sat there staring at her. Uh, The Gregory's bed in their master bedroom in the 1800s New Orleans Mallard half-tester canopy bed. So this big, beautiful four-poster canopy bed. Uh, It says, a rare and valuable piece of furniture. The massive headboard stands eight to nine feet tall, and the posts of the bed are nine feet tall uh, and made of solid mahogany. Heavy.
0: Heavy
1: right? One night, both Dr. and Mrs. Gregory were jolted awake by a loud pound on the massive headboard, like somebody used their fist and hit it. After checking the room, they went back to bed. Mrs. Gregory couldn't sleep because she had this crazy, unsettling feeling that the noise-making was not over. So about 45 minutes later, a sharp sound, like someone clicking their long fingernails against the headboard, woke up her husband once again um interesting uh they felt that the haunting in their bedroom was connected to the uh gambling operation that took place in the house from when the soldiers had it okay so then we move on to the children's bedrooms
0: before you move on to that i'm trying to figure out what a bubbly scream sounds like
1: you know i'm not sure maybe <laughs> maybe she means like gurgly
0: yeah so like that sorry that just struck in my head and I had i'm to not
1: sleep, super sure honestly a bubbly please scream continue yeah, no, this one's kind of long. I'm so sorry. But I'm finally uh, finally doing a story with going. a lot of haunting stuff. So the children's bedrooms. Uh, four of the Gregory's children had encountered a ghostly housemate while in the upstairs bedrooms. Uh, their daughter, Kendall, woke up and saw a fluorescent something, she described it, walk, walk around the bed. And uh, when taking a closer look face to face... The apparition was recognized as a boy. Uh, One morning, Kendall and Parham, whom is another brother, woke up to find circles drawn in blood on the windows. And this was a few days before President Kennedy was assassinated. In which the interesting story about the curtains dripping blood and blood being smeared all over the walls. So, interesting.
0: That is very interesting, actually. Right? I mean... Almost sounds like a portal of
1: Yeah, right? Yeah. Something weird.
2: Something.
1: Uh, when Kendall's younger sister slept in his room one night, um, she saw the closet door open and a bright light forming was coming out of the closet door. Uh, another time that she slept on the bunk bed in Kendall's room, she awoke at 2 a.m. and watched a bright form looking almost like heat waves, which had opened the closet door, walked out of the closet straight to her bed. The apparition went through her feet to the other side of the bed, sending a chill up her legs. Uh, Turning around towards her, it bent over as if it was studying her, as it stood against the wall where there just simply wasn't any room for a living person to be standing. Seeming satisfied, this apparition then went through her feet back towards the closet and vanished. Um, Right? When Ricky slept in Kendall's room... He woke to see the apparition of a woman in a gown floating near the ceiling, uh, looking a lot like gas fumes. So, like, wispy. Hmm. When Ricky was sleeping in his own room, he was awakened when some noisy unseen presence was freely opening up various drawers of his bureau. And when Ricky turned off his lights one night, after a late night study session, he heard the heavy footsteps of a man walking around his room but there was no man in his room. Just after midnight, Parham went to bed, turning out the light, and one of his books fell off his desk all by itself. Then he heard his name being called by a child's voice that sounded like it was coming through a pipe. I could go on. So there are like (laughs) ten different stories from the living room and the den... There are one, two, three another four stories from the kitchen area and observations from household help and friends, um, just just ridiculous stuff. Um, let's see here. Uh, Mrs. Peters, the cook slash housekeeper. While alone in the house one day, she saw a tall, balding man wearing gray pants and a dark gray sweater go into the den. Alarmed, she rushed after him, and there was no one there.
0: (laughs) I'm gonna. Fair enough. (laughs) (laughs) He never got to. uh, He's good. (laughs) Uh,
1: While upstairs, both family members and the household help. have heard crashing sounds coming from the downstairs and the sound of what sounds like something heavy being dragged across the floor uh there's there's so many stories um one person saw apparition of a little girl a detailed apparition of a little girl who walked through the door of the den sporting a curly shirley temple like hairstyle wearing a full frilly skirt or sash um tall apparition in the kitchen wearing a black coat and black pants um there's there's so many it's ridiculous
0: i liked how you prefaced this by saying that you had a hard time finding the story i know right <laughs> and then you find one <laughs> and it's got
2: all the stories right, right, exactly. it's all
1: stories all stories. move over
2: mcraven manor <laughs> Yeah, she's like i just couldn't find a story this week and all of a sudden she's like,
0: <laughs>
1: Um, there's just, there's so much. One of uh, one of the, the sons fell asleep in the den and saw a boy, probably around 14 years old, who was a see-through apparition come through the door in sort of a light, smoky uh, illumination kind of thing. I
0: wonder if that was a night terror, like we covered in our very first episode.
1: Good call. Uh, supposedly, this, this sure, apparition man. was, you know, sort of floating through the den and it vanished near the bookcase. Um, there's, geez, there's so many. While preparing breakfast, the cook, Mrs. Peter saw that saw out of the corner of her eye someone dressed sharply in a dark suit, reading the morning paper. She looked again, but no one was there. The paper had not been unwrapped yet, and no one was yet awake aside from her. This and and it, honestly, the list goes on. Go to hauntedhouses.com/Mississippi/Gregory-House. And, and it's just the coolest friggin' story ever. Friggin'. <laughs> I love this place. she got that Dakota accent. <laughs> so sorry. <clears throat> Dang! Uh, but yeah, so the house is long gone now, unfortunately. It burnt to the ground. A new house was put up in its place. Um, there's absolutely no word about whether or not the new residence is haunted by the former spirits. Um, but
2: Yeah. yeah. Anyway.
1: So, pretty interesting. That's a lot of f-ing hauntings in one building.
2: That is. That's 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 a lot.
1: It's a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot.
2: Yes. So, a lot. A lot. A <laughs> lot, a lot. A lot,
1: a lot, a lot. A lot,
2: a lot.
0: A lot, a <laughs> lot.
1: So, yeah. I mean, For some
0: reason remind me of Patrick. <laughs> oh my gosh. Little little
1: little. Um, yeah. I mean, I have not come across the story with with so many haunts in one location in a long, long time. So yeah, that's, that
0: actually
2: sounds like one of my stories.
1: Yeah, that's kind of <laughs> awesome, actually. Yeah, that
2: rivals my, like, ghost woods in Virginia or whatever. I yeah, know, yeah.
1: uh, yeah, right? Where, you, oh, God, with the red coats <laughs> and in a boat. No, my favorite
0: part about that was that he just threw his gun after <laughs> just that. Just threw the gun and <laughs> I ran mean, away.
2: I mean, and what are you going to do at that point? I would. Maybe.
0: And they fire
1: Screw it! I, I love that. So that is my you favorite you shoot him and it didn't
2: work. You know? no, right,
0: right.
1: <laughs> That's my f- absolute favorite story. All
0: right. Yeah, that was a good story. I still liked how you prefaced it, but like, I couldn't find one. <laughs> couldn't
1: find one, but this one is the story to end all stories. So.
2: So I have selected, uh, it is a place called Bellevue. Mm-hmm. Um it's slash sounds ominous. Slash right. the Longfellow House. Um, like the group?
1: Yeah, as in the Longfellows?
2: Sure. Okay. However you want to remember it. It's mildly memorable. It's memorable. Um, (sighs) So, it was the home of a former slave trader, who is the one that originally built the house. Um, Legend has it that the mistress of the house was particularly cruel to the slaves, and would often beat them to near death, and then leave them in the woods.
1: That's disgusting.
2: Which, with a capital B.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> you gotta put that together. Yeah. Uh, supposedly, the doomed slaves have stayed on premises, uh, causing mischief in the form of slamming doors, items being thrown, and other ghostly happenings.
1: I mean, cool. So...
2: Uh, In this house, we have stories of pirates, buried treasure, and a renegade priest. (laughs) A baby falling from a third-story window. And bloodstains on the floor. Uh, These are just some of the legends that surround uh, the Longfellow house. Uh, It was constructed in the 1850s by Daniel Graham and his family. Uh, It has long been the subject of local lore. Um, the three-story structure originally stood on an extensive piece of property boasting 400 feet of waterfront land on Pascagoula Bay. Uh, The the craftsmen constructed the home of native pine and cypress and topped it with a slate roof. Um, over the years... The property has been home to many different people generating eh, fascinating stories about the property. Uh, The first owners, the Grams, were again, slave traders uh, with an extreme reputation for cruelty. Um, The Grams occupied the home for some time and the house subsequently sat empty for a number of years prompting locals to believe it was haunted. Uh, This was back in the 1850s and 60s that the locals actually believed this place was haunted.
1: That's actually,
0: that's really interesting because... Which, I feel like yeah. back in
2: that time it's, the hauntings weren't really... A, well, I mean, they were, but, you know... Yeah, I mean, we've had a lot of hauntings that
0: were back in that time, but yeah, they weren't widespread.
2: I, and that, and I feel like people didn't really talk about it. You no, know yeah, I mean? it was an unspoken sort of
1: superstition yeah. almost.
2: It's kind of like D&D. Yeah. So, uh, to further prove this point, between 1873 and 1902 the home, known as Bellevue, changed hands at least nine times. Jesus. Uh, Some owners resided on the estate, others did not, and at one time it served as a girls' school. Uh, The Longfellow House's history has become quite muddied, uh, perhaps opening the door for many of the surrounding legends. In 1902, uh, W. A. Pollock purchased the home. Uh, He lived in the home until 1938, which was a longer tenor than any previous family that has ever owned the place. (laughs) Uh, Members of the Pollock family then sold the house to Mayor Frank Canty, who resold it just three years later to Ingalls Shipbuilding Corporation. Interesting. Uh, Ingalls owned the real estate for several decades and transformed it from a private residence to an exclusive club and resort. Uh, it featured all, amen- all the amenities of a luxurious beachfront resort: cottages, hotel rooms, dining rooms, a lounge, swimming pool, and a golf course.
1: Was it on the golf? Is that yeah, why it- it's? Oh, okay, It's cool. literally
2: on the golf. Um, after some success, patronage of the resort rec- declined, and the Longfellow House fell into disrepair. A real estate developer eventually purchased the estate, divided the land to sell as individual lots and sold the house to Diane and Richard Scruggs uh, who spent countless hours researching the history of the home and restoring it to its previous grandeur before donating it to the University of Mississippi Foundation. Uh, The home was damaged by Hurricane Katrina in 2005 and was purchased the following year by Doctors Tracy and Randy Roth. who lost their own historic home to the house, or st- yeah, historic home to the storm. Mm. Uh, the Roths did undertake repairs, and the house once again serves as a private residence. Um, so, let's see here. So, that basically covers the history of the house. Um, so,
1: one thing that I really want to add in there is uh, we. We were actually in Gulfport um, just a couple of weeks after Hurricane Katrina had hit, uh, helping with cleanup. Our friend owned a, a, a roofing company. Mm. And, uh, oh, shit. Oh, shit.
0: A lot of stuff turned Some up.
1: Some of the most amazing history you'd ever want to see literally just just washed inland hundreds of feet. Oh, wow. oh it was, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was awful. wow a lot a Yeah,
2: we literally saw like full size ships probably up creeks that were like five miles from the coast. <laughs> yeah. Wow.
1: And I mean we're talking not not, not rivers. We're talking creeks. like
2: creeks. Yeah. Seventy to eighty foot barges that were just five miles inland. Yep. Yeah. It oh yeah, when was, you get a hurricane like that it's it was gonna happen. so awful. It was so, so awful. Either way, so back to the house itself. Uh, so the biggest legend that revolves around the house, uh, has to do with a slave who worked in the home, uh, who was the one that was nearly beaten to death and sent into the woods to die. Uh, it is believed that this slave, and they do not have a name for him, uh, still haunts the Longfellow house and can often be heard moving around in the upstairs area of the home, Um uh, Footsteps, stomping, banging on things. Uh, it appears that the spirit is still angry, as he has reportedly gotten violent on several occasions, uh, pushing one employee down the stairs and slapping multiple employees. Wow! <laughs> just slapping them. Just That's slapping actually them. hilarious because you normally don't hear a ghost slapping somebody. Bitch I mean, if you go back the to the former owner, you could just call it a witch slap. You know? Yeah.
0: Maybe they. uh Maybe they uh, copied
2: your Baba Yaga thing. May- Ooh, don't go there. Oh, I see what you did there. Too early. Too early. Uh, but yeah, so no. I thought the house was super cool myself. And uh, there's not too many, you know, now I feel underwhelming with uh,
0: yeah, the, the portal house hell.
2: over. Yeah, the portal of hell over there. Sorry. With 738 <laughs> stories. Man. Okay. See why I went last one. I had the stories like that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: apologize greatly.
2: But either way, I think the house is super interesting and I'd love to check it out. Like,
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. No, I'm actually really excited to hear that uh, uh, um, a man who was literally beaten to death by a crazy bitch is just now spending afterlife bitch slapping whomever he pleases. Uh, is kind of like now I'm, he just walks I'm, up and slaps a hoe. Like, I'm cool with that. Slap a hoe.
0: <laughs> so what do you call him? Captain Slap a Hoe? Captain Slap a Hoe. <laughs> Absolutely. No, no disrespect to the man who was going through that and had to happen to him, but that no, is a No, no, Mr.
1: Whoever you are, whoever you are, I hope that Slap, your you is filled with slapping hoes to get back at the evil cunts who did bad things.
0: Sorry if you guys hear me sniffing. It's allergy season here in Ohio.
2: So, yeah.
1: Well, with Joe, it's always allergy.
0: Which
2: season. generally happens like every three days or so. No, no. <laughs> every three days? <laughs> you, you're married to a guy whose face literally falls off. It's allergy it's season all the time. Every day. Ohio.
1: Every day. But
2: no.
0: Yeah, that's pretty. There's From what I researched when I. Because I actually had time this week to actually do some research a little bit. Uh, most of them in Mississippi are like houses and stuff. There's no like plantation or plantation. I feel like. Plantation. Yeah, I know what you're but saying. Yeah. I feel like that's yeah.
2: kind of what you fall into when you get into that like Gulf region. There's like a lot right. of mansions and manors right. and right. even plantation houses Interviews that are
0: vampire type crap. Right.
1: Right. Yeah. right. Yeah. Well, I mean, I believe if history serves my my brain correctly, um, Mississippi was the second state <laughs> to join the Union of the Southern states.
2: Sure. I don't know. I'm not talking about that. I have no idea. I have no professional input to put in I, that, I, I and I won't say wrong. something wrong I just said
0: sure
1: I could be I could be incorrect but but the point is that that, that means that they jumped on the bandwagon of anti-slavery pretty darn early um, and and that's awesome so yeah. I'm glad that there aren't a whole lot of plantation stories out of Mississippi
0: no I mean even so with a horrific history of it it's still history yeah uh, facts so and there are like that does bring me a little bit of joy that that one
2: the past is the past learn it or repeat it yeah
1: yeah right and that's such a fact
0: learn from it or you're doomed to repeat it yes Uh, so essentially the same thing yes we all on the same page so pinkies up Um, (laughs) but yeah no, that's I like that one yeah
1: that's a good story I dig I dig plantation houses
0: so it's weird because you guys I'm assuming you're good okay Uh, You guys both chose a house. I chose a city.
1: I love it. A whole city.
0: Uh, Yeah. Um, This one actually has historical reference to it. Uh, Yazoo City. I believe I was saying that's right because that's why I exited a room to do the Google Translate to find out if I can pronounce it correctly. Pronounce or pronounce. I messed that up. So that's (laughs) great. That's off to a good start this week. Um, But yeah, Yazoo City, Mississippi is a quaint charming, but it's also a home to a spine-tingling legend. Yazoo City is located north of Jackson in the western part of Mississippi. As the legend goes, there was once an evil witch, a.k.a. the Witch of Yazoo, or the Witch of Yazoo City, who lived near the banks of the Yazoo River. The witch lured fishermen into her hut where she then tortured them and killed them. Damn. Local sheriff caught wind of this because how could you not? People go missing on the riverbank and are going to notice. If you're a witch down there living, there, be smart about it, witches. Yeah, yeah. Don't threaten uh, you a good time. Yeah, so the sheriff found out about it, which quickly led to him investigating into the missing men. Um, he started going along the riverbank where she was reported and then found their bodies in the witch's shed. Cool. To which the witch quickly fled you got the river
1: right there. You're in Mississippi. There's gators along the Gulf Coast. Why would you put the bodies in your shed?
0: I don't and know. Bullsharks. I don't know. Right? I don't know. She she's, just wasn't thinking. She's an old-timey witch. I don't know what goes through their head. She just, Maybe she was starting a doll collection. I yeah, don't know. she
1: just wasn't thinking in my opinion. Uh,
0: but when she fled and the sheriff pursued her over the course of so many months and all that, uh, it finally ended when she accidentally ran into a quicksand. Oh, and instead of pulling her out to put her on trial the sheriff was like no you're good and let her drown
1: oh my god
0: um,
2: so I, I just need to pause you right there for a ahead. second we all grew up in the same age right Yeah. we've all seen the movie the never ending story right Right. Uh, try you come on
1: the Well, listen on.
2: here's my point though did you guys, as children like I do, have the most irrational fear of quicksand ever?
1: I really did. Honest no. to goodness. And it was because of I quilters. did. I
2: thought for sure <laughs> quicksand was a thing and it was going to kill me. Like
0: I, yeah, I, was, I was, yeah. didn't because I grew up in Ohio and I'm like, the chances... Every time I saw quicksand, it was in some like jungle somewhere out in freaking Asia or you know, you see, South I America. Equated, and I'm like, yeah. I'm in Ohio. We don't have quicksand here. So. I
1: honestly just equated quicksand to like... Muddy, boggy pits out in the woods somewhere. And I and, and nobody
2: ever gets out. You just die. All yeah, right.
1: and, and I grew up on a farm where I spent a lot of time out in the woods. I grew up in
0: Akron. The chances of quicksand <laughs> being in Akron, Ohio <laughs> is slim to none.
1: little to none. Maybe. <laughs> Unless it's
0: concrete. <laughs> Maybe <that>
2: quickcrete. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> Either way, you can carry on. I just thought it yeah. was funny. You mentioned quicksand,
0: and well, that's funny that you mentioned that because it's an irrational fear, and this is what this story kind of goes along. It's I an think. irrational fear or something. I
2: had no idea.
0: Um, <laughs> right, it's a good segue. Uh, so but, yeah, the, the the sheriff actually caught up to her. She went ran, accidentally ran into quicksand, and they just kind of let her sink to the bottom and dying. But before she did, her final words were, "This, I will come back in twenty years' time and burn the city to the ground." <laughs> which
2: I can only imagine what happened in 20 years time, which it's, it's a great
0: way to go out. First of all, if you're going to die and the sheriff is literally letting you go to a slow, agonizing death, yeah. like, Oh yeah, I'm going to go out in a major just bag.
1: Fucking curse him.
0: Uh So yeah, after a while, they, this is the weird part of the story. They kind of got her body, which I don't know why you would just, just get it out in there, after right? that. I didn't just, even know
2: you could like dig through quick. Neither did I. So
0: it kind of, that's the only odd part I found in the story. But they actually got her body out and buried it because You're they wanted at, to. That was the dog again, yeah. <laughs> they wanted to make sure that she was not going to fulfill her promise. So well, they how buried how do her. Prevent that? It was too late. Yeah. she already said it. <laughs> but no, no, they want to keep her from doing it. So later on, they buried her and put like chains, almost like they did with the old vampires when they buried her They put them in a the cage or something like that. Gosh, gotcha. right. so they, so they kind of did like the same thing with finding
1: her after death.
0: Then on May twenty fifth, nineteen eighty four. Oh, I am sorry, that was that was the wrong. She died on May twenty fifth, eighteen eighty four. Mm-hmm. On May twenty fifth, nineteen oh four, twenty years exactly to the day. There was a huge fire in the city that destroyed 200 homes and even more
2: businesses. I just want to say this in the witch's defense: she did not say that your city is going to burn down if you don't get my body out of here and put it in a regular place. Right? She just said your city was going yeah, to burn. she's like, right. your, your <laughs> yeah. You just you just made more work for yourself, well, bro. Here, that <laughs> goes more the legend, like yeah, and <laughs> maybe like a
0: reason why the fire started. But here's where it gets a little bit weird. After it destroyed all of those, uh, witnesses said that the the, strain, the the flames had a strange quality to it, almost like they were being controlled. Uh, it was moving in a weird way. The way it spread was weird. It just looked like the fire was being controlled.
1: That's friggin' awesome.
0: So after the flames were finally extinguished, the townspeople all went to the witch's grave site where she was buried. And found that the chain around there was broken. The earth was moved, and the body was still there, but the chains were broken, and the earth was looked like someone tried to either crawl out or excavate out.
1: What? How much do you want to bet? Some some crazy fucking arsonist did that.
0: Maybe you never know. Um, but Gee to this day, there feet. is there is also. Oh no! I
1: believe the the witch jumped out and said, "Screw you guys!" And I, I told you, I'm going to burn this shit down. Burn it down.
0: There was also a book written about this by Willie Morris. Um, apparently, he, apparently he memori- mem- memorialized the Witch of Yazoo in a novel, The Good Old Boys and the Witch of Yazoo. <laughs> uh, it was published in 1971. Supposedly, you can still go to this grave site in Mississippi. They gave the location of it, but I'm not going to... Yeah. You want to find out, you can look it up yourself. Yep. Um, Google. But they also... Rewrapped it and a lot more chains.
2: Wow. <laughs> and little late. Yeah. Prophecy yeah, yeah, yeah. fulfilled. City right. burnt down. Well no,
0: because also <laughs> apparently at the end of this fire, this she also the witch also said somebody heard a voice saying that I will come back and burn it
2: again. See you in another twenty?
0: <laughs> Not twenty. But said I will be back. So they're trying to prevent this from going out. Now obviously, That's yeah, crazy. it's a great story because you don't really hear a lot of you know witches fulfilling their promises when they do it, but this one actually seemed to keep their promise. <laughs> or, like you said, with the irrational fear, Alex, uh, something happened to where someone actually accidentally started a fire with maybe some chemicals that and no one knew how to actually they would do. Crazy. Yes and that. now they're like, Hey this witch created this fire. It's 20 years to the day. A, V for vendetta. I mean... <laughs>
1: The fact that um, it was 20 years to the day, though, even if it... I mean, it would really have either had to have been the witch right. or somebody who knew the story and was just a crazy... Wanted to make a
2: buck off of it?
1: Uh, yeah, just a crazy arsonist, honestly. Yeah.
2: Uh, yes and no. Absolutely agree. It's all about legend lore, right?
0: Mm-hmm. And that's why I say saying the irrational fear back in those days of witches in general or anybody was. who was different than the normal... you know big bussy hat and bonnet and all that like you're different because you're wearing joggers um right. everybody kind of looks at them as like oh you must be doing something different and the easiest outlier to blame them on is you're a witch yeah, yeah. so now granted maybe she was a little bit psychotic and killing people and hiding them in a cupboard right. we have alligators that can eat them for free um <laughs> who knows the real legend behind it it could have been a lot less simple because the outlier for me in this story is how did you get the body out of quicksand? That's well, fair. <laughs> like, I don't right. know once it goes down, it goes down. But That's why fair. would you even bother to like excavate it? Maybe the, maybe the sheriff was like, ah, maybe she's not dead. She would know some crick- witchy way to get out of it. Did
2: you say crick? Yeah, you were yeah. going to say crick. <laughs> yeah,
0: I was going to say critchy. But uh, the crick magic. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's all uh, about that crick magic. But still, the irrational fear of it was that she was going to come back anyways yeah so you literally did have to work for her <laughs> um, but no just <laughs> excuse me <laughs> it goes back and I mentioned it plenty of times in the previous podcast of irrational fears that actually go into a lot of these legends and lords Right. Uh, it's the same throughout history and the same way with your house in your house it seems to like phone round robin As soon as something happens, it gets known about. And this is the reason why we don't do a lot of big-name stories. It's because as soon as people find out about it and they go to it, and all of a sudden all these stories start coming out, very rarely do they match up. Right. But this story, all the accounts that have researched into it, match up exactly. Everybody says the same thing.
2: Uh, It's funny to me because legends and lore and ghost stories and witches and curses... um, it reminds me quite a bit of how religion itself started, and <laughs> I'm talking about going all the way back to the mythology years. Yeah, it, it, they were all explanations okay, of what it. happened. Yeah. You know, if a witch said your city's gonna burn in 20 years, well, it doesn't matter if a little kid tripped with a stick with, that was on fire. It's the witch's fault. Yeah, it's the witch's fault because she said that was gonna. It's, it's she the Nostradamus effect, right? Yeah. Well,
0: again, how many prophecies are actually out there, of the end of a city, end of the world, end of a town, end of a country, that have never come to fruition? That have never, you know, I mean, like the the, 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 the the what was it years ago? Uh, the the the
2: timetable how about like twenty twelve or whatever? Yeah, 20, yeah, like yeah, the world's going to end when like every eleven out, years. Like, like hey, it's going to die, yeah. and then we're It's twenty twelve. They made a John Cusack movie about it. Right, right. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so I mean, it, it, it's there's a lot of those out there, and yes, you are correct, it does go back to religion because in every single religion on the face of the thir- earth, there is a mm-hmm. yeah, I in all English, a lot right. of th, but uh, there's a lot of end of the world prophecies in every single one of them,
2: right? Uh, you'd think there'd be more, you'd think they'd just pick one for every day just for when it happens, so well. somebody can say they're right. That's Instead, just, it's like every three and a half years. Well, if you the think about it, end. it's
0: just the ones that we've heard of that were released. <laughs> so, uh, that's fair. It's like, oh, these are cool. Let's show these.
2: Yeah, but this one shows the world ending by mice. Yeah, that's not as cool. So <laughs> one day, aka a- the bubonic plague. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> one day, there's going to be a Cletus and Velveeta that are sitting in their trailer park and be like, "I was right." And I uh, <laughs> think that's already happened.
1: <laughs> and thank you, thank you so much to a certain special comedian for giving us the cletus and velveeta stories every fiscal year every fiscal year
0: <laughs> uh,
2: shout out to chris porter we love you we do right. love you I really do.
0: <laughs> um but no like i i enjoyed looking up mississippi i thought it was a um and every time i say that i spell it out in my head uh
1: I do that too,
0: but I enjoyed this. There's a lot of great stories on there, a lot of great history because it was one of the first you know big cities in america uh but yeah it
2: it yielded a lot of interesting things to me. I think we all kind of pick our zones, right mm-hmm. so like like when we were talking about you know earlier about how you know you were. Initially, having a hard time finding something to do in Mississippi, and I was like, Well, good luck because next week's North Dakota. Yeah,
1: and I was like, <laughs> Oh, I got this.
2: Uh, so, my wife likes the old, like,
1: I like you know, ghost towns,
2: Midwest yeah. ghost towns it's, that it's, are it's you know, out in the prairie. like It's a creek thing for her (laughs) it it might be
1: a creek thing i may or may not have been born in the creek for
2: me i like the folklore in appalachia for joe apparently he likes the whole like plantation house thing i Uh,
0: no, i actually just like the whole history of it like yeah it's more for it's not like the plantation it's the the history of the land behind it because that land we just settled there but even the old indian culture native american culture i should say uh has a lot of lore about that land Right. So, to me, it's more, like, I'm more interested in the land lore of it than the actual, like, yes, I know I talk a lot about people because people are actually there. Right. But, to me, it's more of the land and how the land reacts to people being there rather than the the history of the people themselves.
2: One thing that I do think that I have found uh, interesting uh, as far as all of the states that we've stretched across so far... um, I feel like America itself was settled and founded between like eighteen sixty and eighteen eighty. I feel like every state's like oldest house is between eighteen sixty and eighteen eighty.
1: I mean it does. There are I'm finding a
2: lot of those. There are
1: quite a few in that era.
2: You
0: know, houses get old after a while. (laughs) But that's fair. I'm just saying. (laughs) They have to rebuild. (laughs) Plus well, I mean, tragedies, <laughs> yes and no. I which mean, is burning cities down. <laughs> Traged, tragedies, <laughs> it's which <that's> fair. <laughs> what happens when about. you fuck with the Baba Yaga. Right, but, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: But what I can tell you is, coming from a kid who lived in Scotland for two years, they have buildings that are still up from the 1400s. Yeah, yeah. Like we don't have those here. We don't even have anything from the 1700s here. Well, except oh, there's, for there's, there's, yeah. there's probably a couple, yeah. but.
0: But that's because America, for a long time, and living in Scotland, you probably heard this, uh, a lot of the other countries are very curious about our wild, wild west days. Yeah. Uh, And I think that's
2: the part that I find ironic, is because I figured that, I feel like I thought that there would be a bigger, like, change in time between, like, the east coast and the west coast. You know what I mean? Listen, no, no. <laughs> those fucking settlers did that shit in like two years. There's no difference. You know what? Still 1860s out here. Yeah. Fuck it. We're good.
0: Listen, Americans <laughs> at that time, I'll say two things. One, they had to excuse my language, the fuck around and find out mentality. It's true. Uh, two, they were very curious and they wanted to learn about anything and everything that they found in this new land that they were in. So they messed around with some stuff that they probably shouldn't have, a.k.a. You know, mm-hmm, the Baba Yaga. N- not just the Baba Yaga, but also <laughs> like minerals that they shouldn't mix together oh absolutely things of that nature because i mean as we're doing the 50 states one thing i've noticed it's been a lot of humans like accidentally doing something and i say in quotation marks uh like oh i'm gonna find this new thing and all of a
2: sudden oops i created an explosion yeah uh, I, I think I've it's funny it. because we say accidentally but we can say that now that we kind of know more hindsight's 2020 20, yeah right it's like you know who were the guys that walked around and figures out what mushrooms you can and can't eat? Right.
1: <laughs> A lot of dead guys. <laughs> Who was the I first did. guy to
2: find out milk? A lot of fucking dead guys. You <laughs> know yeah, what I mean? I'm just going to yeah. wrap my so uh, it's mouth around that, that kind here. of shit interests me. That's the right. history that I like.
0: And see, that again, that's the, that I think that this, I won't say generation, but this new era of the world has lost. We've lost the curiosity of things. Agreed. Because everything's so easy to look up. Like, oh, now I know. That we've lost the curiosity within ourselves as human beings to just fuck around and find out. But that, I think, is uh,
1: one of the wonderful parts about podcasts like ours and about lots of other really great podcasts is um, they, they kind of open up the imagination and say, hey, look, guys, if you just do a little bit of digging, there's all kinds of cool shit out there.
0: We hope
2: at least. <laughs> like, hey, I mean, was was the first person that went west you know what I mean? Like, were they looking for something? Or were they like, eh, let's see how big this dirt is before we get to the water on yeah, the other we'll, side. Yeah, let's right. go that way. <laughs> you know, they just oh. didn't stop till they needed a boat again. Or as in was... the movie
0: as Almost Heroes, they had the map upside down. <laughs> right? <laughs> was that the... Chris Farley. And yeah, the yeah, Chris yeah, Farley yeah, one. Yeah. That was I love great. that movie. It's so good. But no, that that's the thing. It's, again, going back to the curiosity of things, uh Pretty much everything's been discovered. hey. And the only things that aren't discovered is laying at the bottom of the ocean, and I'm good. Well, <laughs> I don't like deep water, so actually, I'm not doing it. Actually,
1: there is a monstrous chunk of our planet that has never, ever, ever... Are you
0: talking about that frozen, frozen tundra down south? No, I'm
1: not. <laughs> Even parts of rainforest and things like that, we still haven't discovered... Um, honestly, we haven't discovered that high of a percentage of even, like, land. Yeah, well, that's because there's
2: ocean. tribes that kill you yeah, right. and <laughs> eat you there. Well,
1: I'm cool with that. It's their land. Let them kill
0: you.:, Like, look, people. we'll fuck around and find out, but we do have some sense. I mean, there's
2: also <laughs> shit that just bites you and kills you yeah. there. Like...
1: But my point is that there's still quite a bit of undiscovered
0: place. And that goes into a theory of mine of, do we just stay away from it? Because the tribes... The things that could eat you, or do we not actually know it's there because of something else hiding
2: it? I say yes, because but that's my my own. I say leave it alone, but that's my own bigotry because I fucking hate humanity and I think we fucking just trash everything we find. (laughs) So I'd rather just just stay out of it. All right? No, I, I I agree, but it's a weird thing
0: because toward the end of times a lot in every religion not just Christianity but in also a lot of the other religions they say a lot of those secrets will be found out mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so is it in a weird way people trying to prevent that and prolong it by not finding out them secrets because they're like nah, 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 we're <laughs> but, be no 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 we're good
2: but no for mystery. me it's just because I don't want to ruin it right exactly <laughs> I mean I like yeah. untouched shit I like learning shit yeah and I feel like when we run out of mystery then we run out of a lot right What's the point? I mean, you could say,
0: I mean, I've watched plenty of TikToks on that frozen tundra down south uh, about the things beyond the ice wall. Uh, Yeah. Very interesting. Very curious. But also at the same time, mostly speculation because we just don't know. Right. And humans are real good. Exactly, (laughs) And it's cold as shit. (laughs) Um, But humans are real good at making up stories when they don't know the whole truth so that they can figure it out and say, I know the truth, and they don't really know it. It's called speculation and assumption.
2: Well, I mean, uh, in ghost hunting terms, we have terminology for that. It's exactly. generally considered a matrixing. Exactly. It is, my brain doesn't know what that is, so my brain has formed that image into something that it's not, oh, it's a face. Right? No, no, it's a fucking smudge on a window is what yeah. it is. It's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, my brain
0: has done it to me a lot. Thankfully, I've kind of trained it to stop it, realize it when it happens. <laughs> uh, but there are some times where it's like, no, I actually know what I'm seeing. Like, yeah, my, on my way from work the other day, which i talked about that. So, yeah. did
1: you tell these guys that?
0: I'm pretty sure I did. Yeah.
1: Did yeah. you? Okay, just checking. Yeah. I swear or maybe I didn't.
2: I we talked about it for a hot five minutes. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, I honestly don't recall you talking about it to them.
2: No,
0: but uh, yeah, the, the, it, it's it's odd, the whole history of the world. It really is. And even just in America alone, now, granted, if we get into the other world, the old world, uh, we're going to find a lot more in-depth things because they have had a lot more time to screw things up than we have. But uh, Right. <laughs> and that's the polite way to put it. But yeah, America is still relatively young. In the grand scheme of of things And the foundation of it So Yeah
2: yeah. Well let's all Go back to Let's put on our tinfoil hats For a minute And let's talk Is Alex going to talk about Conspiracy theories here? Oh my Kind of I mean yes but no So it it goes along with What we're saying Uh, Let's talk about like These Civilizations That people say They may or may not Have found underground Right The lizards um. Dead no, lizards. not. I'm not thinking about that. I've I've also seen that special yeah, on the Discovery yeah. Channel, but uh, no. So like, artifacts, pottery, shit that right. they find like way underground in caves that are fucking <coughs> way subterranean. Now, right. Um, it kind of makes you think. Uh, how many times has the Earth reset itself? How many empires have risen and fallen, and we just didn't know about I mean, it? That's that's a correct thing. Yeah. I mean It's an interesting Train of thought it, To
0: say the least Yeah
2: I mean let's face it There are they, they found those Couple of caves in China Not even very long ago Pretty recently That are like The openings of them Are like seven miles Yeah Yeah And it's like Whole states and countries That are just yeah. In this cave Yeah Like yeah. Well I mean I would love to Fucking go see that shit
0: And to be honest with you I Go mean, explore You could say It's the earth Resetting itself um, you could say it's cities underground that we don't know about yet. The um, oh, the book. Journey to the Center of the Earth. Oh yeah, thing. yeah. Uh which I do love that movie actually, but um, there's also Christianity has an explanation of the flood. Civilizations were wiped out at that time, so I mean, you could say it's reset itself plenty of times, but you could also say that maybe. The Earth is a lot older than what anyone actually realizes.
2: I mean, to be fair, I don't. We can go to the quote if you want. want. Don't <laughs> quote me on this because I don't know the actual estimate, but I think somebody has guessed that the star planet itself is like 2 billion fucking years old.
0: Yeah, but nobody really knows because we. I mean, how yeah. could you know that?
2: I agree. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Like. Don't get me wrong, I believe in science. Science is fairly accurate, yeah. but how the fuck do you know once right. you get so far down in the dirt? Oh, I I've mean- carbon
0: dated. <laughs> Even though that's been proven to not be accurate. But All <laughs> right. Yeah. But, I mean.
1: By the way, I already found my North Dakota story.
2: That's great. Uh, we're rambling. We should yeah, they, do some last-minute announcements. And, uh, in case you haven't noticed, guys,
0: that's Teresa's way of centering me and Alex because we are rambling and going deep down the rabbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> we get off topic. We like to have our little chat moments. Right, right.
1: I dig it. I dig it.
0: But, yeah, so let's get back on the socials and end
2: in announcements. Speaking of which, if we ever have a social life again, you guys can start looking for possibly uh-huh. a second of this podcast that will be coming out if we have time in a social life. Wait. And it will literally just be Tales from the Porch. Wait.
0: What is this thing? A social life? What is this thing? We
1: don't know what that
2: is. Yeah, I don't fucking know. It's something
1: that I think we used to do in the past where we would just just be in the world with people. That's I'm going to be honest.
2: I feel like I had it like a month ago. I don't know what the fuck happened. That's insane. I, I'm <laughs> not even talking about like a social social life. I mean like Joe Tumma coming over and bullshitting on the porch for... <laughs> which never happens. Until anyway. lay lines come up and then he turns around and comes back in the house. It's yes. Yes. All right. For
0: everybody who doesn't know me, and if you come to wherever we're doing this podcast live, you will get a chance to meet all of us. So please show up. We would like that. Yeah, Um, we
1: have so much fun with you guys.
0: There are certain taglines that people say that get me going down the rabbit hole, and I will talk incessantly.
1: And, yeah, ley lines. Ley lines is it.
0: Um, now watch, I'll say that, and then somebody will show up where we're at, and they'll be like, so about ley lines? And I'm like, uh. Listen, <laughs> legit,
2: Joe was leaving my house at, I want to say, like, 5.30 or 6 in the morning.
0: No, it was it was actually earlier than that. It was about 12.30. <laughs> was it really? Yeah, it was about 12.30, 1 o'clock. Oh, that's that right,
1: happened. because by the time we actually ended the ley line conversation.
2: And I came oh, that. you might have been right. Yeah, Whatever. because
0: here's how it happened. I went to leave. I was going to leave to go home because it was about 12.30, 1 o'clock. I'm like, I'm tired. I'm going to home to go to bed. And then as I'm going out the door, someone mentioned, yeah, this place we're going has ley lines. And I did that, er, turn around, and then I left at five or six in the
2: morning. So, Yeah, yeah it was yeah. fantastic. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so that one would be just the format of us bullshitting about this weird dumb shit. Yeah, no.
1: Yeah, just whatever comes up on the porch, which is... You know, it's all it's all very much like Vegas.
2: Generally, uh, what happens on the porch? Generally, the it's porch. some form of paranormally yeah, folk slash conspiracy, yeah. Full slash same timeline, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: It's in the same genre yeah. ballpark. Yeah, yeah. We don't straight, we don't. I don't talk about aliens, so
1: so <laughs> we actually did have a phenomenal conversation about aliens um, just the other day with the guys. So that was that was kind of fun.
2: Either way. So, you can find us on socials at.
1: Oh! Yeah, right. So, we are at No Lights Para or No Lights Ghosts. We haven't decided which one we want, but at the moment we have both on X. We are no lights paranormal at facebook.com. no lights paranormal at gmail.com is our email address. You can also find us, uh, hopefully very fucking soon, at uh, no lights paranormal.com. I promise I'm working on it. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it goes let's back get to that the social shit. life and time.
2: Yeah, social life and time.
0: <laughs> so, with that being said, social out the way, announcements out the way, stories out the way, discussion done. I think it's time for the tagline.
2: Oh, so oh,
1: by the way, what? I love you guys very, very much. Thank you so much for listening to us in uh, North Dakota. Uh, we will see you not next week, but the week after.
2: That wasn't the tagline.
0: We do appreciate you guys and love you guys,
2: <laughs> <laughs> North Dakota. We'll see you in two weeks. And until then, what do we not do with here at No Lights Paranormal? Love the Baba Yaga. We don't fuck with the Baba Yaga. Good night.